there, good day everyone, and welcome to another episode of Left After Breakfast, broadcast from 3CR, your only radio left. Susanna here with you, and I'll be joined by other members of my Left After Breakfast team as the program continues. Your favourites for a start. So, welcome to regular listeners and indeed to anyone who has just tuned in. Good on you. 3CR I have a short episode for you this morning, dear listener, but not to worry, we will continue for the 60 minutes with a teaser and a taste of what's to come, especially in 2023. But I will be starting by talking about Lydia Thorpe and it's really been on my mind it's been so depressing to see this woman attacked by the scurrilous oh I, look if I go on any further I will be swearing and I should never do that I have a much better command of English than to resort to gutter language but we'll start with Lydia herself and her short speech in Parliament. 3CR I'm not going anywhere, especially while we don't have a treaty in this country. Mr Martin and I met through black activism and briefly dated. We remain friends and have collaborated on our shared interests advocating for the rights of First Nations people. All confidential information I received as part of the Joint Committee on Law Enforcement was treated in confidence. I strongly reject any suggestion that I would do anything other than comply with the Committee's requirements, and I note no one has offered any evidence to the contrary. However, I accept that I should have disclosed this connection with Mr Martin to my leader and also to the Joint Committee on Law Enforcement on which I was a member. In light of this, last week I resigned as the Deputy Leader in the Senate. My ancestors, my families, my elders, my community and allyship out there is what maintains my strength. Do you have a few children's picture books or footy boots that your kids have outgrown but want to find them a loving home? Drop them in at 3CR and put them in the Books and Boots bin. Books and Boots regularly sends pre-loved children's picture books and sports footwear to remote and regional First Nations communities and children across the country. Contact us at Books and Boots or go to the website www.booksandboots.org.au We love a good book. Let's just be real for a moment here, dear listener. 
By the time they were turfed out, the coalition government had taken public life in Australia right into the sewer. There were sexual allegations of the highest order against ministers. There was commercial corruption. And later it was revealed secret subversion of the cabinet system. That corruption is part of the reason for the emergence of the Teal Bloc and the coalition's rout, absolute rout at the polls. Their corruption is why we feel, as a nation, the need for a powerful federal anti-corruption mission. Lydia Thorpe's alleged indiscretions are minor in comparison, and even if they weren't, and even if they weren't, no one who served in the coalition government has a right to throw any stones. What utter hypocrisy, utter bloody hypocrisy. The attack on Lydia Thorpe is not because she has a conflict of interest. And who are the politicians throwing accusations around against Lydia Thorpe and calling for her to leave Parliament? Well, those guilty of rorts and absolute dreadful conflict of interest themselves. Well, Angus Taylor for a start. And Susan Lay. Lydia Thorpe is being targeted because she hasn't tamely gone along with the undemocratic ways in which Parliament functions. She hasn't gone along with not speaking the truth about colonisation. She hasn't gone along with not speaking the truth about the monarchy. She's a militant First Nations woman. She's tried to find ways to challenge colonisation despite being elected to a capitalist parliament which has the illusion of democracy without genuinely being democratic. The media and Lydia's political opponents have been going through, ratting through what they can find in her personal life in great detail to try and find something, anything that they can use against her. Lydia Thorpe has also attracted attack from some other First Nations politicians. Now, this should not be a surprise. The First Nations community has a range of political opinions, just like any other community. Usually, these differences are rooted in class differences. Lydia staunchly represents the grassroots of the community, and people who don't support a militant standpoint have attacked her. It's also pretty bloody appalling that there are a number of Greens undermining Lydia in the media. The Greens are divided themselves, of course, between those who support a mainstream approach and those who support a more radical party. And there's another very troubling thing about the attacks on Lydia Thorpe. It's that her attackers are trying to delegitimise anyone taking up some of the democratic rights issues around ex-bikies, bikey gangs, deportations of Aboriginal people to other countries and deportations of people who have done a crime and have served out their prison sentence. Now, these are fundamentally democratic rights issues. Why can't you be friends with an ex-bikey, especially one who has no criminal past? And for that matter... Why couldn't an ex-bikey or even an ex-crim leave that past behind? Isn't our prison and criminal system meant to be based on rehabilitation? 
And why can Lydia not speak out against deportations of First Nations people? And why can't anyone speak out against this? The laws against associating with bikies, whether former or not, have resulted in people being unjustly targeted, like going to get a tattoo at a tattoo parlour and being arrested. Lydia Thorpe is incredibly supportive of refugees and against their deportation. This makes her very different from other politicians, including Greens politicians, and she is committed to democratic rights. And she doesn't just turn up to speak at rallies as a photo shoot, as many politicians do. She is committed to causes. She has got to know a number of refugees personally and has been taking up their cases. She's also personally taken up the cases of First Nations men who have faced 501 deportation. It's not a crime to speak up about democratic rights of these men. It's not a crime to speak up about democratic rights. We should all be so bloody grateful we have women like Lydia Thorpe in our parliament. 3CR And we'll hear from the bagman on the same topic. Uh, good morning, Susan, and good morning to all your listeners. I'm going to indulge in a bit of pathos this morning. I'm not too sure what pathos means, but I'm going to indulge in it anyway. And I'm going to send the message uh, to some very important people um, who may be listening. Now, I want to send a message, first of all, to Lydia Thorpe. Now, come on, girlie. If 250-odd years of brutal colonisation hasn't taught you a few lessons in life, I wonder what will. Now, as we go down that well-known dusty road, Alan Tudge, a former Minister for Education in the Morrison government, used to take his press secretary around with him to all the government functions, at taxpayers' expense, of course, sharing hotel accommodation and, more importantly, his bed, until he physically assaulted her. Alan Tudge, in his defence, said he did not consider it a relationship in the usual sense of the word, and after all, after all, he only had sex with her four times, Rachel Miller, his press secretary, was awarded $100,000 for the abuse. She claimed that Tudge bullied and harassed her and their relationship was emotionally abusive and she refused to take part in an inquiry. Now, I don't blame her. Now, former Attorney-General Christian Porter, remember him? was accused of raping his 16-year-old girlfriend back in the 80s. Now, we say nothing about his innocence or his guilt. The fact that he was given $100,000 for his defence of the charge into a blind trust by an anonymous donor says a lot about why he is now working as a suburban lawyer. There's an old saying in Australia, chocolate's the board, lollies, eh, Christian? Bridget McKenzie, a member of the Coalition Party, participated in the rort of $100 million 
of your hard grafted taxpayers' dollars to build, in some cases, car parks at non-existent railway stations. Now, Peter, Peter Dutton, in all his wisdom, says he ought to revert this uppity black woman to the Crime Commission. Well, she'll have to join the queue, Peter, the far queue, you hypocritical sod, and far queue too. There's an old saying in this country, Spud, don't shit in your own backyard. And all this has happened with not a motorbike or a bikey within Cooey. Didier, you're in danger of becoming like some of those black boys who play football. Doing a war dance like Adam Goods is a good example of doing up the crowd of racists, devoid of talent on the lunatic soup on the sidelines, or pointing to the colour of your skin like Nicky Winmar when being called a black so-and-so simply because he is a better footballer than the crowd imagined. Every time Eddie, Eddie Betts took the field, he was booed. Why, you ask? Because he was proud of his race and he stood up. Now, white boys don't like that. He was a great, great footy player also. But let's not mention the inquiry to the blatant racism happening at the Hawthorne Footy Club. Know your place, Linda. Stop standing up and representing your people. Speaking on, the, uh, on their behalf only gets up the racist jumper. They don't like that either. If your white politician can root and rob to your heart's content, maybe even be seen as a bit of a buffhead, abandon your wife and children and spread your sprog around the country while acting as a Prime Minister. Yep, that's white boys work all right. Be proud that you join a list of First Nations women who dared to stand up and speak out and suffered for their courage. 3CR Now, Susan, before I go on, We've been doing this program for 36 years, every Friday morning for 36 years. It's like I have nothing, or you have nothing to do every Friday, every Friday morning. But we've been doing it for a long, long time. Now, I've got to admit that when I sit in front of the TV, I'm a chronic channel surfer. When I nestled into the beanbag last Wednesday for a night of entertainment, as I was peeling the skin off a burnt cucumber, I suddenly realised that TV gremlins had exceeded their authority. Suddenly I was watching a programme with all the charm and finesse of a Dr Pimple Popper episode on Sky News. Now, I'm not too sure whether you've actually watched Dr Pimple Popper, Susan, but um, you, you, you have to be 18 years or older, I'm pretty sure. Of all the grubbiness of a Kim Kardashian family sex romp. Now, I persisted, thinking that I could thrust the burnt cucumber into my right eye socket to lessen the vision by half. 
but I thought better about that because cucumbers are $4 each. Maybe a shit sandwich without out the bread would be more palatable than what what's on the idiot box, I thought. By the time I was glued to the insanity and the maniacal dribblings of the procedures, and they were wound up like a two-bob watch. Now, you remember two-bob watches, Susan. It really wasn't hard not to giggle at the half-baked, nonsensical rantings of the presenter having dynamite for brains wouldn't blow his hat off. His only claim to fame is that he claims to have invented parallel parking and concrete roundabouts, but he seriously failed plasticine in kindergarten. Now, I should know better than to watch television that scrapes the bottom of the journalist's pool and gives credit to every right-wing loon, anti-vaxxer, sovereign soldier, Reed Cutland's commando there, with all the intelligence of a house brick. I've now nominated the program for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and I urge you to nominate also. Now, I want you to go ahead and laugh your tits off watching... What it's a program called The World According to Rowan Dean on Sky TV. And Rita Panahai, who I believe is a Herald Sun journalist, as the undernourished version of a family cat. <sighs> That's about all I can say, Susan. I'm t- totally flabbergasted with what we are seeing on our TV or especially on the Sky News. So let's go out and say my way, Susan. I realise it's a short program this morning, but I've just had an operation on my ear and having a earphone stuck in my ear is not the most uncomfortable. So I'm going to lead the charge and say, let's go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning from Left After Breakfast. Thanks for that, Bagman. And we'll hear some more from you. Same time, same place, next week. But in the meantime, I'm continuing on. And I wanted to tell you about the SS Edmund Fitzgerald. She was an American Great Lakes freighter that sank in Lake Superior during a big storm in November 1975 with the loss of the entire crew of 29 men. When she was launched in 1958, she was the largest ship on North America's Great Lakes and she remains the largest to have sunk there. When she was located in deep water a few weeks after the sinking, she was found to be in two large pieces. For 17 years, she carried taconite iron ore from mines near Duluth, Minnesota, to ironworks in Detroit, Toledo and other Great Lakes ports. She set seasonal haul records six times, often breaking her own record. Her captain, Peter Pulser, 
was known for piping music day or night over the ship's intercom while passing through the St. Clair and Detroit rivers and entertaining spectators at locks with the running commentary about his ship. Carrying a full cargo of ore pallets with Captain Ernest McSorley in command, she embarked on her ill-fated voyage from Superior, Wisconsin, en route to a steel mill near Detroit. The next day she was caught in a severe storm with hurricane-force winds and waves up to 11 metres high. Shortly after 7pm, she suddenly sank in Canadian waters. The sinking led to changes in Great Lakes shipping regulations and practices that included mandatory survival suits, depth finders, positioning systems, increased freeboard and more frequent inspection of vessels. It's just a tragedy once again that something has to happen, something bad must happen. Like 29 men lost their lives before proper safety procedures were set in place. I was distracted in November 1975 myself with events leading up to the dismissal of Australia's elected government and I didn't pay all that much attention to the sinking of this ship. But since then I have of course and feel sorrow for the loss of all those sailors killed at their work. Legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed When the gales of November came early The ship was the pride of the American side Coming back from some mill in Wisconsin As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most With a crew and good captain well seasoned Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound Broke over the railing And every man knew As the captain did too Twas the witch of November Come stealing The dawn came late And the breakfast had to wait When the gales of November Came slashing When afternoon came It was freezing rain In the face of a hurricane West wind
time came, the old cook came on deck Saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed you At 7 p.m. a main hatchway gave in He said, fellas, it's been good to know you The captain wired in, he had water coming in And the good ship and crew was in peril Later that night when his lights went out of sight Came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald Does anyone know where the love of God goes When the waves turn the minutes to hours The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay If they'd put 15 more miles behind her They might have split up or they might have capsized They may have broke deep and took water all that remains is the faces and the names Of the wives and the sons and the daughters Lake Huron Roll Superior sings In the rooms of her ice water mansion Oh, Michigan steams like a young man's dreams The islands and bays are for sportsmen And farther below Lake Ontario Takes in what Lake Erie can send her The iron boats go as the mariners all know With the gales of November remembered Chigumi. Superior, they said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November come early.
and we moved to Australia in 1911 and the strike at Lithgow. Some people say that Lithgow is now noted for its strike and that to break the unions up is capitalistic skite. Oft has a ruthless master tried on this cruel gag, but when the screw was on the men, he ran against a snag. The present trouble had its birth quite early in July, when minor cans asked to get off, the boss made no reply. He went and did his duty, and when he sallied back, the boss said, here, you can't go in, for you have got the sack. Well, the chap was taken back a peg, but not dismayed was he. And turning round to his mate, he said, cheer up, we'll see. Now these are men with humane hearts who stand by one another. They tried to patch the matter up without industrial bother. With this in view, they thought the man who made the first big bloomer, he would not listen to their tale, go down, he'd rather sooner. Then came the head boss money bag and broke a savage grin. He said, I'll take the tuppence off and then you may go in. Not we, the sturdy man replied, we've not come here for sport. Before we sacrifice our rights, we'll take it to the court. The pit was stopped, the men were off to please a stubborn will. Tis said that volunteers came forth, was rather a command. And soon a score of weak-kneed chaps took on the scabby band. To make things better for they fight, they called on worthy Owens. To cut some coal, but he for one gave his answer no. Then as the true men left their work with each succeeding shift, the policeman came along and said, well, you've got a stiff. But some there were who crawled about their billets to retain. Such scabs as these may never hope for man's respect again. Ah, pity tis there are such men to stoop to things so mean. To gratify the money bags, they make themselves unclean. But this did not undo the men to principles so true, who oft escorted down the street some of the misly crew. Poor clerks too in Rainman Fine were called to help the mob. With aching backs and blistered hands they broke a little gob. And when they thought the workers' homes were short of bread and buns, the press was full of masters mag, the men stood by the guns. Still this is a Christian land where men yield often pray. Two hundred to the organ fund, the men they go to hell, eh? And when the parson sues for peace and understanding passes, the rich ride home in motor cars and clink the champagne glasses.
Here luxury and ease abound and much congratulation But they're not like the men who strike for better situations And all this trouble is for gold that goeth not to grave This is their God and not the one who sent his son to save Then brothers, wives and children dear who sigh to see such greed Stand by your precepts, living wage, life sunshines, that's what you need be sober, honest, worthy men, and let conviction rule. But never, never have it said you've been a tyrant's tool. In 1929, Norman Brown a coal miner was shot dead by the police at Rothbury in northern New South Wales. Many more miners were wounded out of the rank-and-file members who had endured 16 months lockout in defence of their jobs. There was a very simple man Honest and quiet yet he became The mate of every working man And every miner knows his name Oh Norman Brown, oh Norman Brown The murderous coppers, they shot him down They shot him down in Raspberry Town a working man called Norman Brown An honest man, the parson said And dropped the clods upon his head But honest man or not, he's dead And that's the end of Norman Brown Oh, Norman Brown, oh, Norman Brown the murderous coppers, they shot him down They shot him down in Raspberry Town A working man called Norman Brown The bosses wiped their hands and sighed It is a pity that he died It will inflame the countryside and all because of Norman Brown Oh Norman Brown, oh Norman Brown The murderous coppers, they shot him down They shot him down in Raspberry Town A working man called Norman Brown At pit-top meetings and on strike in every little mining town Where miners march for bread or right There marches on as Norman Brown Oh Norman Brown, oh Norman Brown The murderous coppers, they shot him down They shot him down in Raspberry Town A working man called Norman Brown 
He thunders at the pit top strikes. His voice is in the women's tears with banner carried shoulder high. He's singing down the struggling years. Oh Norman Brown, oh Norman Brown, the murderous coppers they shot him down. They shot him down in Raspberry Town. A working man called Norman Brown. A miner's pick is in his hand. His song is shouted through the land. A land that's free and broad and brown. The land that bred us, Norman Brown. Oh, Norman Brown. The murderous coppers, they shot him down They shot him down in Raspberry Town A working man called Norman Brown And here's a classic song of the worker, The Overlander. These jobs have well gone, of course, they've disappeared. I think they may have finished up about the time of the Second World War. But so much part of our cultural heritage in Australia, so much a part of our working history, we can't forget them. There's a trade you all know well And it's bringing cattle over From every track to the Gulf And Macmen know the Queensland drover. So pass the belly round, boys, don't you let the pine pot stand there, for tonight we'll drink the health of every overlander. I come from the northern plains, where the grass and the girls are scanty, where the creeks run dry or ten feet high, and it's either drought or plenty. So pass the belly round, boys, don't you let the pine pot stand there, for tonight we'll drink the health of every overlander. There are men from every land, from Spain and France and Flanders, they're a well-mixed pack, both white and black, the queens and overlanders. So pass the belly rum, boys, don't you let the pine pot stand there, for tonight we'll drink the health of every overlander. As I pass along the road, those kids get up my dander, certain mother dear taking the clothes, he comes an overlander. So pass the belly round away, don't you let the pine pot stand there, for tonight we'll drink the health of every overlander. But I'm bound for home once more on a parade that's quite a goer. I can find a job with the crawling mob on the banks of the barren Noah. So pass the belly round, boys, don't you let the pine pot stand there, for tonight we'll drink the health 
of every overlander. For tonight we'll drink the health of every overlander. What jobs they must have been, eh? That was Graham McCarthy bringing us the Overlander, a true classic, and more from Drovers with Augathala Station. I don't know how these men did it. I don't know how their families managed. Were they all single men wandering around the bush droving cattle? Well, according to Augathala Station song, they must have all been single. But I'm sure that many of them were married, and their wives, I suppose, did what women have always done. Kept the family together, worked hard, bloody hard, running a little small holding or even a big farm, waiting for him to come back, what, once a year? We'll rant and we'll roar like true Queensland rovers. Rant and we'll roar as onwards we push. Until we return to the Ogathala station It's flame and dry going through the old Queensland bush Farewell to you Brisbane ladies Farewell to you girls of Tuong We have sold all our cattle and it's northwards we'll travel but we hope we shall see you again before long And we'll rant and we'll roar like true Queensland rovers Rant and we'll roar as onwards we push Until we return to the Ogabella station It's flame and dry going through the old Queensland bush Now the first camp we make will be down by the river We'll off with our swags and lay the place flat We'll bed down the herd and before the sun rises We'll move them again and we'll cross the black bar And we'll rant and we'll roar like true Queensland rovers Rant and we'll roar as onwards we push Until we return to the Ogathala station it's flame and dry going through the old Queensland bush. So mount your horses, we'll ride into town, boys. We'll stop at the pub and drink the place dry. We'll spend all our money on the shanty town. Women and his dawn is breaking. Away we will ride and we'll run and we'll roar like true Queensland rovers. Rant and we'll roar as onwards we push Until we return to the Ogabella station It's flame and dry going through the old Queensland bush
bewitching Graceful light join in the fun With the waltz and the polka And all types of dancing To the old concertina Of G.X. Smith The town and the way around What a life that drove-in must have been. It's all different now. Cattle aren't moved around like that anymore. And of course, things are mechanised. And we all have phones. Places aren't so far apart. We could always stay in contact with each other. Not like the old days. Faces in the photograph have faded And I can't believe he looks so much like me For it's been ten years today Since I left for Old Cork Station Saying I won't be back till the droving's done For the rain never falls on the dusty diamond tina And a drover finds it hard to change his mind For the years have surely gone Like the drays from Old Cork Station And I won't be back till the droving's done Well it seems like the sun comes up each morning Sets me up then takes it all away For the dreaming by the light Campfire at night Ends with the burning by the day For the rain never falls On the dusty diamond tina And a drover finds it hard To change his mind For the years are surely gone Like the drays from Old Cork Station And I won't be back Till the droving's done Sometimes I think I'll settle back in Sydney But it's been so long it's hard to change my mind For the cattle trail goes on and on And the fences roll forever And I won't be back till the droving's done 
For the rain never falls on the dusty diamantina And a driver finds it hard to change his mind For the years have surely gone like the drays from Old Cork Station And I won't be back till the droving's done For the rain never falls on the dusty diamantina And a drover finds it hard to change his mind For the years are surely gone Like the drays from Old Cork Station And I won't be back till the droving's done Ah, good morning, you're listening to 3CR, the only radio left. You are indeed listening to Radio 3CR, and you're listening to Left After Breakfast. And today I'm featuring Songs of the Workers. I'm concentrating on Australian workers, Australian work of the past, It's been kept and maintained for us, for our memories, in what's called folk song or bush ballad. But that's the songs of the workers. Let's hear from the sundowners as they travel down the Castle Ray. I'm travelling down the Castle Ray and I'm the station hand. I'm handy with the rope and pole, I'm handy with the brand And I can ride a rowdy colt, the swing and axe all day But there's no demand for a station hand along the pasture lane Shift by shift, there isn't the slightest doubt We'll have to make a shift for all the stations further out I saddle up me horses, I whistle up me dog We strike across the country at the old Jim John I asked a bloke to shear and once along the Martha Guy He said we shear non-union here, I called it scabs that I I looked across the shear and far before I turned to go There were eight to ten non-union men to shear and in a row It was ship by ship, there isn't the slightest doubt We'll have to make a shift with the leprosy about I saddled up me horses, I whistled up me dog we left this heavy station at the old jig job. This old black horse I'm riding, you'll notice who of the brand. He wears the crooked eye, you see none finer in the land. He takes a lot to beat them, but the other day we tried it for a bit of a joke with a race and boat for 20 pounds a side. It's the ship by ship, there isn't the slightest doubt. We'll have to make a ship for the money was running out. He canted home a winner with the other one at the flock. He's a red-hot sword to pick up with his old G-Jong. It's time that I was moving, I'm a mighty long way to go. Till I drink artesian water from a thousand feet below. And meet the overlander with his cattle coming down. I'll work the while and make pile and have a spring in town. Shift by shift, there isn't the slightest doubt. We'll have to make a shift for the stations further out. I saddle up me horses, I whistle up me dog. We strike across the country at the old Dijon.
And how could there be any Shearer songs without mention of Flash Jack? Flash Jack from Gundagai. I shore at Burrabogi And then I shore at Togan May I shore at Big Wolhandra And way out on the Coleraine but before the shearing was over, I wished I was back again. Where's that though? Ah, shearing for Alta on the one rape line. All among the wool, boys, all among the wool. Keep your white plates full, boys, keep your white plates full. To respectable telling myself whenever a lot's a joy. They know me around the country as my jack from Gunnagon. I sure a big Willander and I sure a Kilmaru. Oh, what's that to be placed, boys? I'm gonna find Baku. A cow and hounds in a china as far as Moolamite. I was always ready to get back again on the one tree play. Yes! All among the wool, boys, all among the wool. Keep your white blades full, boys, keep your white blades full. Still respectable, telling myself whenever a lot's a joy. They know me round the country as my Jack from Gunnagai, yes! But you know, I dossed on Cooper's Creek. And once I run to Jingish, ever a blown it in a week. When Gabriel Posey's trumpet, I'll catch the morning train. And hit for old Tom Patterson on the one tree flight. All among the wool, boys, all among the wool. Keep your white plates full, boys, keep your white plates full. Do a respectable telling yourself whenever a lot to try. They know me around the country as my Jack from Gundagai. Okay, everyone, that's it for this episode. Thanks for your company. Thanks for the ride. See you next week, same time, same place. Until then, cheerio and ciao from Left After Breakfast. <laughs>